I'm live. Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast where I, your host, D. Carrie, occasionally along with uh, some guests, will have a conversation about travel more in line with our experiences um, and how we felt during our time abroad and how it relates to everyday life as opposed to this is where I went, here you go, stuff you can find on Google, right? This is more of a conversational uh, podcast. So welcome to all of my listeners that have been listening for a while. Appreciate y'all. And welcome back. And to the new listeners, pleasure to have you here. Hope you stick around. So I'm actually live on YouTube as of now, which is quite exciting. Um, Never done that before. I'm going to attempt to go live on the Instagrams as well, just so that it's a bit more cohesive, if you will. Not necessarily cohesive, but like, you know, nigga, why not, right? Um, oh, I always forget to turn the camera around. Yeah, me on me. So this week I... I'm sampling something new, right? I'm thinking of adding, uh, follow me now, a segment, if you will. Uh, Not really certain what I really want of it, what it should be all-encompassing. It's just a little idea floating through my mind at this point, but... With said segment, I figured that I would um, give it a try for today. So as a fun little segue, let me pull it up for you guys. As a fun little segue, I would like to remind you tax season is upon us. So with that tax money coming in, I personally, as a lover of travel, would like to not coerce, but gently, forcefully, remind you how incredible travel is. So I would definitely want uh, more people, especially people of color, to travel with their money as opposed to uh, buying tangible goods. I don't particularly see travel as tangible only because you stand to gain so much from the experience of travel. That's why I'm here because I truly believe travel to be Um, more experiential than anything else. You don't only get a time abroad, time away, but you get um, mental nuggets. You know, you get to experience yourself differently than you do at home and you get to experience the world as yourself. So with that tax money, I was looking into some recent developments in travel and I stumbled across as a pet owner. Um, if any of you guys, I think the first, I think I've only mentioned Binksy twice. Binksy is my dog. She's a mini poodle. Those of you that have met her, she's a fucking dream. She's basically me with her. So how you ain't going to love her, right? All that being said, with extra money, if I had like, with my tax money. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with it yet. I don't know where I'm going, I should say. Um, responsible me would pay off, 
pay down some credit cards because it's not like I get I don't got any kids. So it's not like I'm getting any wild bread or nothing from tax money. But responsible me should pay some bills down. May not happen. What I looked into because I was looking into what I would want to um, have as a segment, you know, news and travel. Right. And I stumbled across. Delta is ushering in a new best-in-class travel experience for pets and their owners with the exclusive launch of CarePod. In a nutshell, fancy-ass way to transport your dogs um, via air, if you will. So the point of this, what their, I guess their bullets basically are, stronger industrial strength walls that are insulated to protect your pet against potential temperature fluctuations. So it's keeping them temperature regulated. Um, There are windows and doors with specialty angle blinds so that it creates a calming environment for pets by blocking out visual stress from unfamiliar environments. It's the world's first built-in hydration system. There is um, an enterprise-level GPS tracking and monitoring system that connects your pet's journey directly to specialized Delta Cargo Center, but it looks like they can then send out uh, alerts to you if necessary, which, mm, but because it says the center is managed uh, 24-7, 365 by trained experts who supervise and digitally monitor every care pod pet journey from beginning to end with the expertise and authority to send out the right staff on the ground to check on the pet if needed. Personally, I would want that alert system, you know, coming to me directly. So what was the other one? Uh, Seamless connectivity that enables you to use your mobile phone to view your pet's key travel updates throughout their entire journey via DeltaCargo.com. If I'm dropping a substantial amount of bread, I personally would want like a little webcam in that bitch so that I could see. You know what I mean? Just the idea of, you know, being able to um, get alerted just doesn't, it's not the same. I, I don't, that doesn't comfort me. And then the last one uh, of their nuggets is CarePod pet travel carriers are made to the highest quality and standard with human-grade materials that are non-toxic UV and antibacterial treated for longer-lasting strength and protection. That doesn't mean a thing to me. So um, that leads me into what I would like to discuss today. Some of the shit I ain't doing when I travel. I would like to think of myself as a pretty... No, not no holds bar, because I'm not. I would like to say that I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to travel. I'm way more adventurous with my travel than I am with my regular life. Regular me, at home, in Queens, Manhattan me, I don't really do much. I work, come home, do some shit for the podcast. I would like to start doing more, oh, excuse me, mini announcement, not even an announcement because it doesn't really have anything to do with me. However, this weekend is the, it's not an ad. I'm just saying just because it's a travel podcast, we like talking about shit that has to deal with travel, right? So if you listen to this early enough, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, technically Saturday, Sunday, um, you would have to be industry to go on Friday, but the New York Times is having their travel show. It's at the Jacob Javits Center. Saturday and Sunday, I used to work for a um, kitchen company of some uh, years ago. And 
we used to do like a trade shows at the Jacob Javits Center. So in my mind, this travel show is going to be reminiscent of that. It's basically a bunch of different vendors and uh, travel ministries. And, you know, not, when I say travel ministries, I mean like different countries are probably sending representatives. And I only say that because I know one of the uh, panels that I wanted to go to is actually from a country that I will be visiting very quickly. I'm leaving on Sunday, by the way. That is the 26th to go on my next trip. And I haven't mentioned much about it at all. Hey, guys. I haven't mentioned um, much about it at all because I'm thinking of some kind of surprise um, way to go about revealing the destination, if you will. Don't know how that's going to work out. But Jacob Javits Center, if you're interested, Google it. I'm certain you can buy tickets. They're actually pretty affordable. Both of the options that I saw were less than $100. Uh, I think that you can buy one-day passes. You can also buy a pass that will give you access for more than one day. So at your fancy, tickle it and see how that goes. Um, that aside, I will be at a happy hour on Saturday because I will be there Saturday. So if you go and you see me, say what's up to the kid. Um, you know, let me know you're a listener and it would be a pleasure to interact with you. So uh, that is this weekend, Saturday. There's a happy hour that I'm 90% sure that I'm going to go to. So I'll put that in my stories or something at that point if I actually do go. Uh, what, what, what else was there? That was Saturday, and then I leave on Sunday. So very busy weekend. Um, swinging back. So Delta and this shit, here's why they can keep it. Because I love my dog. She is indeed uh, my dependent. I, you know, I know that people with children hate when people that have dogs do that whole, my dog is my baby. Yes, bitch, she is my baby. However, I know she's not a kid. However, keep in mind as a however to the however, at some point you can negotiate with a child. You know what I mean? Like when they get to a certain age, you can kind of be like, all right, check this out. If you do X, we can Y. Or if you A, we can B and C. That's not an option with the fucking dog. And that's never an option with the dog. All 12 years, me and my nigga been together, never been any negotiating. She's just as free a spirit as I. So that out, uh, here's what we won't be doing. Because I actually looked into what Delta wants for this uh, Delta cargo. So I did a random flight search, right? I did um, Friday the, thir the 31st of this month because they said you can do it from three days in advance, I think to like 30 days in advance. So today being Wednesday, the 22nd at recording, they want at, this is from JFK to Atlanta. I figured it should be a relatively reasonable flight. Now I didn't check what the people cost is. I didn't check the people price. So I don't know what I would be charged for this same flight. However, Delta is leaving JFK 6 a.m., and it's a nonstop flight, and it is actually a 737, and it arrives at 837. So that's actually uh, two and a half hours, roughly. This care, uh, care pod, 850 black-ass dollars, y'all. $850 for your fucking pet just to fly. From JFK to Atlanta, we're not going anywhere significant. No shade to Atlanta. But we're not going to Paris. We're not going to which which I'll add that to the next 
section because remind me to loop back. I know you can't remind me, but remind me to, hey, Morocco, hey, Yusuf, what's up? Um, remind me to loop back to why Paris stuck out in my mind. 850 fucking dollars. Not happening. That's just for your pet. That's your pet's ticket to fly to Atlanta. Now, mind you, this is somewhat short distance. I mean, in terms of booking, it's next Friday. So I can see how, you know, if I would have tried to plan a little better, it would be a little less expensive. But what's making me think that it won't be is because if I were to do a, just a regular, like a standard crate, it's only two forty five. Well, it's two forty four thirty eight cents, which is more reasonable because one, it's you know, still a designated space from one place to another. It's on an airline, so I get it. Two forty four is much more reasonable. However, I don't know what all is included in that two forty four. Like I don't know if niggas get water. I don't know if there's someone that is checking on them. Are they regulating temperature? Like I have no idea how animals fly. Um it's not of a concern to me at this point because my dog has no chill, no behavior. So she's not coming anywhere with me. She goes on her own vacations to my parents' house. So hi Ma. What's up girl? Appreciate you for watching Binksy and Daddy. You too. Appreciate y'all. Love you. So, um, sorry, you're not getting her. Uh, she's not. She's not coming with me, parents. That's not happening. She will be with you. I, in my perfect world, would, however, want to um, have a doggy au pair, if you will, uh, someone that would travel with me, so that Binksy could travel along and like she the au pair would just watch my dog walk the dog feed the dog clean up after the dog make sure the dog is entertained make sure you know she doesn't jump off of a cliff someplace I don't know but that would be um a perfect little world for me if I had my way that I would be able to bring Wingsy with me and somebody else would like take care of her and I would just have fun with her and do like fun parent stuff you know rich people shit right so that's that on that the other thing that I wanted to mention because it came up we're at the beginning of the year so for those of you that are still on their new year's resolutions keep up the great fucking work proud of you sis um and sis is uh non-gender conforming you could be a man and proud of you too sis um with your New Year's resolutions, I know a lot of people do say uh, self-care is going to be important and uh, travel is going to be important. Well, the two don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. There are plenty of different retreats and things that you can do that are care-centered while you travel. care center aside, budget is also very important, right? Because beginning of the year, a lot of us say, let's sit down, look at our money. Let's look at how we're spending. And at a certain point, many of us will just say, fuck that. And we just go back to spending on the things that we want versus the things that we may necessary, necessarily need. So if you're in that little fog or that mix up space of, ooh, I want to spend the money on travel, it would be a good idea because self-care, I deserve. I should do things that make me happy and travel, experiential. It's great. It feels good. I learn a lot. You don't have to spend a lot. And I've been telling you all this for over a year now. Check me out. 
So, according to Travel Noir, there, thankfully, are tons of places that you can go. Let me pull that up for you. Tons of places that you can go, especially in the month of February. So there's my favorite newsletters to get. I always check it out. There's always something that piques my interest. And one of the uh, articles in the newsletter, and I want to say this is today. Well, it came over to this afternoon. It gives you the cheapest places to travel around the world in February. There are a lot of them that have flights that are less than $350 round trip. And one of the things that I looked into, and I'm going to give you the details, especially for those of you that are traveling from New York, as am I. So there are, and one thing to keep in mind, just because you have an inexpensive flight doesn't mean that you're going to have a cheap trip or an inexpensive trip. I don't really like saying cheap, um, but cheap. The inexpensive flight doesn't always correlate. Sometimes it can cost you, let's say it costs you $100 round trip to go to uh, Bahamas. Shot loves going to the fucking Bahamas. Let's say it cost me $100 round trip. Ooh, insane. Incredible. Oh, my God. How did I get here for so, for so fucking cheap, right? Some places are just very fucking expensive once you get there. You have to consider what the cost of your accommodations are going to be, what the cost of transportation is going to be, and what the cost of food and experiences are going to be. So be careful with booking something just because it's really cheap or really inexpensive, and it can kind of have you thinking that it's something that is going to um, pay off or benefit you. But in the long run, you might actually end up spaying, uh, spaying, um, paying something comparable to if you would have traveled at a different time or um, gone to a different location. So be careful with really inexpensive flights only because sometimes they get you to expensive destinations. So I was planning this trip that I'm taking at the end of the month. And generally, winter is a really good time to travel, especially out of the States. Um, I can't tell you the science behind it, but it seems to be a really dull time for a lot of different places. Apparently, the travel upticks, I want to say, of course, summertime, mostly when kids are out of school. So um, summer is a shit show. Spring break is a shit show. But shout out to Travel Noir. They also do have an article someplace on their site that is telling you what the cheaper places to go to during those um different uh times are and i do have that to pull up for you to dabble with something else but i mentioned paris because flights from new york city are the cheapest in the month of february and can be purchased for as low as 271 dollars round trip on skyscanner what was in first of all i fucks with skyscanner i've used and booked with them in the past i always hate when i'm coming across an article or I'm reading something, or I'm into some hole on the interweb, and I hear or read that they're mentioning, oh, we all know it's so expensive to get to Paris, or it's so expensive to get to London. It's not expensive at all. You just have to find an inexpensive time to go. I have seen flights round trip for less than $300 to a number of European countries. The catch is, and I'm certain I've told y'all this shit before, you don't always have to go, you don't have to arrive in the country that you intend to spend time in. You don't have to arrive in the country that you intend to spend 
Hyman said that twice for you. Say you want to go to um, Paris, right? And during the time that you want to go, the flights from your city happen to be $500, $600 round trip. And you feel like, oh, I don't really want to spend that much. Mm, what are my options? What can I do? Go to uh, Skyscanner and just go to whatever country in Europe, whatever country is nearby to where you want to go, whether it be Germany, whether it be um, Italy, whether it be Spain, it can be any fucking European country. Fly into the country that is the least expensive. Once you're in Europe, travel from country to country is so much more affordable. So that is always my suggestion. If the country that you would like to vacation in, the place that you would like to spend your time in is a little bit out of your price range, go someplace else that's nearby. Because you can find flights from, say, um, Spain to Italy for $12, $27. It depends on what day of the week it is, what time of day it is. But another thing that to be, you should be careful about is many of those intercountry flights from the different European uh, locations don't always, they're like commuter flights. So it's kind of like a spirit where you have to pay extra for luggage. You have to pay extra for carry-ons and all those other kind of things. So be careful. Again, that's another thing to be careful about when you're booking really inexpensive flights is that there are many different things that your airline will charge you for. Cause we all know these niggas want money to charge, to choose your seat. They want money to board earlier. They want money to, I don't know, be able to feel your knees when you get off the plane because the seats are very small. There are so many things that airlines are now upcharging for that we used to be able to get without having to pay anything additional. So definitely be careful about um, just booking first and then figuring it out. There's nothing wrong with doing it that way, but just be aware that there are certain cost-bearing occurrences, cost um, certain things might end up costing you in the long run. So be careful with jumping on really good flight deals. That being said... Uh, the week of February 11th through February, February 18th, according to Travel Noir, if you put those dates in, that's when you're going to get your $271 round trip from JFK to Paris. So, um, oh, and for the rest of y'all's flights from San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles, Boston, Miami, Philadelphia, and Orlando can all be purchased for less than $350. And for some reason, let's say... Um, this is one thing uh, Lola had mentioned on her episode, I believe. Um, don't forget about neighboring airports. So if you look at the cost of a flight from JFK, consider that you can fly out of Newark, you can fly out of LaGuardia, or you can get your ass to Philly and fly out of Philly. Excuse me, Philly's really not that far from New York. So if it comes down to, say, a $300 ticket price, um, spend $40 on the Chinatown bus and get out there. Now, again, that's if you've got the time to get from JFK to Philly. If it's something like, um, say you're leaving on Saturday morning, you can easily take a um, Chinatown bus, Greyhound, Peter Pan, whatever bus, um, you know, mega bus, that whatever your desired um, company is, and get a bus to a neighboring state that may have a um, 
a flight that's more in what you want to spend, you know? So that's something to consider. Um, what was the other one? For example, I think I looked into Coruscant. Is that how you say it? Coruscant? I think so. Um, they've got flights. These are, however, from Miami, like 273 round trip. So there are plenty, 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 plenty of different places that um, you can definitely go. And don't put winter travel during the winter out of mind. Personally, I don't want to be in the snow when it's very likely to snow where I'm at. Not my uh, cup of tea. But if you're going someplace where it's going to be off season, that's always a way to save yourself some coin. So consider going places where... Um, you don't have to uh, be in the midst of a million other travelers as well. That will give you, I don't want to say it kind of makes you feel like the destination is more yours, but it's easier to get caught up in a lot of touristy shit when people are doing a lot of touristy things around you. When accommodations or um, if you're a hotel person, the areas that you're in are in their peak seasons. Now, a lot of stuff is closed during the off season, but you tend to, I personally, in my experience, have felt like I've gotten more, um, uh, not immediate, but more, more care, more special care from um, staff and people when it's been off season, because a lot of times if their excursion is still running, or if they do decide to give you options during a down season, you might be the only person that books during that day. So now you've got like a personal guide when during peak season, you could have been um, surrounded by say, you know, 17 other people booking the season and dry ass motherfuckers also like that's the last that's one of my greatest fears is that when I book some shit, everybody that's on it is a fucking bore like just real boring people or just people that are real snooty and like, eh, I just, that's one of the things that I always worry about when I book an excursion is whether or not the people that are on the experience with me are people that I would actually fuck with in real life. You know what I mean? So I've had some really good experiences. One of the best ones was in Cuba. So shout out to Kev and his crew. Y'all were so great to me. Uh, we still keep in contact through, you know, the Instagrams, check in on one another every once in a while. I had a really great experience in Cuba. Shout out to um, all the beautiful brown sisters that were on my experience with me. Um, that was a really good time. And also in Cartagena, uh, one of my friends from college actually did um, – a tour with local Cartagena tours. I cannot recommend if you are going to Cartagena, local Cartagena tours. And there's another one. I'll put it on the website. Oh, don't forget this. The visuals for the podcast are uploaded on Wednesday. So you can see the podcast before you can hear the podcast. So I drop every, hi Tiffany, I drop every Thursday, audibly, so on all your digital streaming platforms that you listen to your podcast, you can listen to Traveling Shit on Thursdays, the new episodes, but on Wednesdays, this week's, hey Stan, this week's uh, episode, like the week's episode is going to drop on Wednesday, so keep that in mind. So if you want to hear it a day early, make sure that you follow me on YouTube, and um, I generally upload that to uh, dcarry.com or travelingshitpodcast.com. 
So that being said, let me drop this one in your ear just because bomb. You can take part in this. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, Happy New Year to all of the Chinese people that might listen at some point. Oh, Mickey. If Mickey's listening. Happy New Year, girl. Got to make sure I reach out to her. But Chinese New Year is actually on, what is that, Saturday or so, the 25th. And uh, many of the celebrations carry into February. So if you still haven't booked your shit, if you are in L.A., Denver, San Diego, and St. Louis, so West Coast, $350 round trip, according to Skyscanner, um, to Beijing, China. Like, you're going to China, my guy, for like less than $400 round the fuck-ass trip. I, I mean, one of them is, oh, I'm looking at one from LA and it is it has one stop to Beijing it's $303 from Denver Colorado $325 one stop they each have one stop yeah this is wow but I mean that's one of those things if you oh another thing to remember don't forget the random points sometimes the points you have on your credit cards or um Points that I know I ended up having a lot of points with Amex when I first got an Amex card because I was referred by my brother and then I referred my dad. So I ended up with like 70,000 points within like the first six months or so, right? I got to Costa Rica on my points. And I think when I, before I went to Alberta, I think I know that I flew into Seattle first. I spent some couple of days in Seattle. So I think that was probably Friday or Saturday to Tuesday. And then I ended up going to Alberta from Seattle. And I ended up choosing Seattle because I saw that if I were going directly to Alberta from JFK, I would have had a layover in Seattle. That's generally the method to my madness. So anyway, I flew directly to Seattle for a few days on my points. I ended up just going to JetBlue and what, what, what do y'all have for me? Boom. So don't forget, if you find something that piques your interest, but it happens to be not from your home airport and it's like further away, like on the West coast, or if you got to go to Miami to leave from there, see if you can get to whatever that layover point would be on your, uh, on your points so that you can take benefit of a much cheaper, um, flight pattern. So something to consider, uh, what was the other point I wanted to make for you? So, I'd mention things that I ain't going to do. And they're person to person, right? I hate driving. I do not like it. I don't enjoy it. Unless I'm doing a solo road trip, oddly enough. I actually often look forward to going to my brother's house. He lives um, up north. And I am not going to mention where he is only because I know this nigga's wild, secretive, fucking secret squirrel so um he's gonna be he's three hours to the nose away from where i am and that drive i can do without question i look forward to it when i have to go but my parents live 10 minutes from me and hey going to their house free food free laundry they they feed me they entertain me good times good times i just don't like driving my friends know if D has a drive, she's likely not coming to whatever event we're trying to get her to come to. Um, so shout out to y'all that still love me through that. Um, additionally, they know if I can't really get in in Chuck's 
don't really invite me um, because real life. Yeah. Say all that to say this next trip that I'm going on may just may possibly not certain working it out might have to rent a fucking car. So that was also on my first. I don't want to say on my first trip, the first plan I had my first intended trip was supposed to be to Martinique and I had everything booked and I realized that I would need to rent a car because that's one of those countries where it's quite difficult to do um it's quite difficult to get around without a car so you think okay yeah sure no big deal trying to do um an uber in every country is not very easy I know in Bali, Uber is, um, I don't want to say outlawed, but it's not really allowed. They prefer that you use um, taxi companies and they have a lot of those set up and set up around so that you can patronize those, uh, I guess, businesses, if you will, as opposed to doing Uber. Um, That being said, there are certain countries that don't necessarily have Uber, but they have other ride sharing apps. I know, I think Capify was one in Spain. What else? There were a couple, maybe like one or two more that I encountered. But one of them that I'm being told about this next destination I'm going to, and it may be a clue for anybody that has been there or in the surrounding area, it's called Coco. So I've been trying to communicate with my Airbnb host in terms of where the fuck this bitch house is at. And it's... One of those things that I've realized, foreign countries don't necessarily do their addresses the same way we do. I was speaking to a coworker and I was telling her about this issue that I'm having with the information that she's giving me. Like I keep saying to her, hey girl, so I put in what you gave me and nothing's coming up. Is there more information that you can give me about the address to make this a little easier? And I'm sending her a screenshot of it saying, cannot find. When I put in the um, address, I'm doing the air quotes if you're not watching the address that she gives me. That being said, co-worker was telling me, yeah, basically her mother's house and her mom lives in Panama. She's like, yeah, my mother's house is just like Calle Ribado, house 472. Like that's the address. It's one of those things where there is no actual like address address. Like in the States you have 2716 147th Avenue. You know what I mean? It's not everywhere's address system works the same. So Ah, that being said, one, it's not always going to be easy to arrange for transportation when you're in a lot of these destinations and um, renting a car comes along with those same problems. I just changed my um, cell phone service provider. So this is going to be the first time that I'm going to try to use my phone outside of the country when this new network. Um, I don't necessarily know how that's going to go. I intend to bring, of course, my my backup phones, my my janky phone, not janky phones because them hoes still work. Um, I definitely intend to bring those phones with me, and I'm pretty sure that one of them is, um, they should both actually be jailbroken. Like, they should be unlocked. So if push comes to shove, I'm actually staying in this next destination for the entire week. New, I know. Who am I? I never do that, so... A little iffy on that. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that I don't lose my shit and get wildly bored. Hey, Steve. Didn't see you there. Um, I'm, ugh, y'all. So, anyway, long of the short is, I think I might have to rent a car. 
And that's one of those things that I said I would never do. And this is why I don't want to do it. I will never, I feel like the first time it really was like, nah, this ain't for me. I was in Morocco. And when I tell you these motherfuckers, like they, the, the pat, it's like, there are no driving patterns. It's like nobody. So, oh, so your car is here, but I want to be here. So I'm going to go there. It's like, they just go. Yes. I'm telling them why they mad, why I'm mad. Like what's up Ty? It's the, the driving patterns in other countries. Wild. Like, life flash before your eyes scary kind of shit it was very similar in uh bali like they do like this wild speed up and go around like cut up like cut not cut you off but it's like the cars that are driving um expect that so it's like in new york if somebody cuts you off like you're pissed about it why would you do this to me that's not a thing there. You go around people, no problem. Like you cut people off, you speed up, go around. So it's just like the driving patterns in different countries, crazy. I don't speak the language of the country I'm going to. So trying to adapt to the new driving patterns and trying to navigate through signs that I cannot read. I don't understand a foreign language, the, the language of the country that I'm going to. So between those two things and then what was the other thing I said? Oh, and the driving so the driving patterns, not being able to uh, speak the language and then also the cell service. Like if I end up without having cell service, that whole the address doesn't have the um, that's not my podcast. I see it in the background. Where's Sha? You have somebody else's picture. They're adorable. Royal and who? Royal and Ratchet. Hi, guys. I guess you got a shout out on uh, the visual travel and shit. Listen to their podcast, too. But um, that being said, if I end up without having service, and then if I can't figure out a way to put in the address because their addresses are formatted in a way that I'm unfamiliar with, where the fuck am I? How, you, it's just like there are too many ways for this to be difficult for me. It's a vacation. I'm supposed to be relaxed. I'm supposed to be doing, you know, like stuff that's fun. Who's Royal and Ratchet? Hi, guys. Hi, Royal and Ratchet. <laughs> this nigga, I was like, he don't know what to do. <laughs> Good thing. I hope you don't got no porn on there. My mom, if my Nana watching, she'd be disappointed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> wait a minute. How come they got uh, their logo on the thing? I just picked up on that. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. So if I forget, remind me, y'all. There was something else y'all was supposed to be reminding me. I think you're supposed to remind me about Paris, but we've done that. Um, oh, my little cousin's here. Hey, Yada. Miss you, kid. Um, was I think yes, those three things, and then the point back to the point one. I don't fucking like driving. If I'm doing, I just feel like there's a certain way that you can only um, enjoy a destination via car. But when you're trying to do 
17 other things at a time navigate um, a different driving pattern. They do drive on the right side of the street in this country, though, so that would be one thing. But if you're trying to navigate a space that you don't understand, if you're trying to navigate through a language that you don't understand, and then possibly navigate without any type of direction, because I'm wildly nervous about my phone having trash service out there. All of that being said, I don't want to rent a fucking car. So with all end in this location, renting the car is going to cost me the same amount that my house is going to cost me for the week. Y'all for the week, the same money that I'm spending on my accommodations, like where I'm eating, sleeping, showering, like leaving my stuff, all of that. That's costing me the same as a car. And it's like, I'm just going from one spot. It, y'all, it's, I'm, I'm not taking the car so that I can go like explore, um, you know, different places in the island per se. Like I'm not doing a lot of self starter stuff. Like I'm not going to do uh, things on my own. That's something that I could see. Okay. Rent the car, but I'm doing it to get to a destination so that I can meet my guide to do the stuff that I'm paying for. So I personally am hoping that I can just pay for the, uh, experienced host to arrange for, you know, transportation for me, because that would make my life so much easier. So that's pretty much it for this week. I just really wanted to share some news that I found pretty relevant because I love my dog and it was um, definitely, I guess, a test of how I would go about doing a segment. I don't know. We'll see. Open to feedback. Let a, let a nigga know what you think. Um, appreciate y'all. And don't forget this weekend, if you are, um, thank you. Appreciate that comment. So we had uh, Black and Fro, bruh. Hey, boo. Um, I definitely enjoy driving, but you're right. At times there are vast differences in driving, um, cultures abroad. Absolutely. So it's in my mind, I'd rather pay for ease of mind. I'd rather pay for someone to pick me up, drop me off. And you know, what if there's alcohol served at the excursion or whatever that I'm doing? Like the last thing I'm trying to do is have a nice little buzz ruined by having to navigate areas that I don't understand. Also, I'm not a fan of drinking and driving. Additionally, don't want to get arrested. That's the last thing that I want to do in my neighborhood, let alone abroad. So I will be at the New York Times travel show this weekend. If you see me, say what's up. Um, there's a happy hour that I'm likely to partake in. So I will add that to my stories. Um what was the other thing I said? And I'm leaving Sunday. So stay tuned for the possibly quasi-dramatic way that I reveal what the destination is. I'm curious as to where you guys think I'm going to go. So, um, you know, DM me, text me, whatevs. Let me know what you think. All right, so thanks for listening. I will have um, the episode live today on well today wednesday so noting again 
Wednesdays visuals available on my YouTube channel. Just search travel and shit or on dcarry.com or travelandshippodcast.com. And the podcast is still available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio on Thursdays as normal. So that's it. Thanks for watching for those of you that are actually that actually joined me on um, the YouTube live. So I'm trying that out, just uploading directly to the YouTube and then on um, what is this Instagram. So thanks for sitting in on the episode with me, guys. And I'll speak to you next week from a foreign destination. I'm excited. I'm getting excited now. Thank you for somehow I feel like your energy is coming to me from the different mediums and I'm getting excited about vacation again. All right, guys. Bye.